You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 53, An Evening with Eric Larson. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast. Oh, uh, the show that can't think of anything to say. That's funny. I... All Doesn't right. matter. <laughs> I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. Raven Perez. And uh, Eric Larson. So enthused to be here. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be alive, really. Come on. Now, we're pretty excited to have you. I think uh, last time we spoke was about probably six months ago, and I can't believe it's been that long. And I think it was around issue 214 was the last one we discussed. Oh. Right now, 219 came out. Uh, as of this recording was Wednesday, so our listeners will hear it maybe a couple weeks out, but it's fresh off the presses and pretty dang awesome. Um, so, And we haven't talked about 218 on the FinCast yet, so we hope to pick your brain about both 218 and 219. Okay, cool. So, um, two, yeah, yeah. go ahead. What were you going to say, Craig? <laughs> I was going to say 218 was probably one of my f- favorite issues in a while. Um, I just, I love all the backstory with all the characters. And when you do these, it reminded me of the issue that you did uh, a while ago where you did kind of like a, was it a, a month of panel or something? What was that one where? Uh, uh, it, was, each, it was a day of panel. A day of panel, of, yeah. Of panel be, oh, yeah, that's true. That would be years 10 there. years of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting old. No. But it, it really reminded me of that issue. And I think uh, I think you had a lot of fun with that. And I think in 218, it, it kind of comes out in the comic. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you had a lot of fun kind of doing this this issue. Um, uh, well, well, the main it, gist of the issue, of course, is that Maxine's father has cancer. And Malcolm spends, like, the whole issue trying to find a superhero solution to it. And I think I thought that overall was like a really clever thing to do in a superhero book and like give all the reasons why going straight to the super science isn't necessarily the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you kind of have to do that. Otherwise it's like, Hey, we have a cure for cancer over here. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) Line forms here. I I do. I do wonder, did you consider having him go in remission at the end instead as like a twist instead of it ending on such a downer? Um, okay. no, <laughs> no I, I didn't. Who's going to die? It's really, um, my, this is kind of, uh, the story of my wife's father who oh, wow. went through this whole kind of heavy, heavy duty bummer deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened when Janie, was pregnant with our first son. Wow. And, and also at the same time, his, he, he has, a, he has a son and daughter. 
So, um, so at the same time, his, his son, his wife was pregnant also, but with twins. So he had three grandchildren in the hopper and, mm. and he passed away during that period of time. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that's horrible. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then the same, I, and, and also I had a, uh, my best friend, uh, who was my best man when I got married, he had, he had cancer. It's a different, different kind of cancer, but he had, he had, was like dead a year after I got married. And I was like, wow. That's great. Was uh, it, he wasn't the guy you've talked about that helped you create some of your characters or no? Yeah. Like, Chris, you know, kill cat and, uh, no, was that was, it, uh, was a different guy. He was, all right. Chris Vito was Star, Shrew, and Zeke. Were oh, wow. Contributions to. So, there we go. I mean, he had never actually drawn Star ever, but it was sort of an idea kind of thing we talked about. So, whatever. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I could kind of <laughs> tell. I know it, was, it sounds it funny to say. But it was like, you know, I, it's just that, you know, how that sort of thing hits you. Also, I wanted to have there be some kind of death that appeared in the comic that wasn't as superhero related in right. a way, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's like, again, yeah, normal stuff should happen too. people right. should still, you know, fall down flights of stairs and twist their ankle and do just ordinary crap that people do. That isn't, um, superhero, you know, it's like mm-hmm. regular stuff still goes on and, and doing that kind of regular stuff kind of grounds it a little more in, in, in reality. Like, oh, yeah, look at that. I have a cold, too. That's a, uh, <laughs> Next issue, we're going to get a splash page of John Day tripping. <laughs> Here <we go>. oh. <laughs> he's, he's tripped many a time. <laughs> I want a splash, though. The uh, taxes issue. Got to yeah. get those taxes together. <laughs> no, but, but – it- 218 was was really fun. I, I really enjoy kind of like, you know, I love all the action, but like maybe once, you know, once in a while you treat us with like a, an issue like where you, you get a lot of the background story. We got to see a lot of guys we haven't seen in a while, like PJ and uh, Amy, you know, She-Dragon, uh, some vicious circle goon, you know. I don't, had that guy ever shown up? What's his name? Uh, Flesh Blight. Flesh Blight. <laughs> Where do you come up with these names? I <laughs> uh, just, yeah, it's no no good sort. I mean, it's usually they're some terrible pun or terrible play on words. Like, all right. You know that guy got hell from the other goons. So they <laughs> called him Fleshlight. Yeah, I think most of these guys, my in my own mind, it's some some wise ass is just naming them. Just like, I'm, I'm going to curse you with this. It's, it's never like a name that you choose for yourself. It's just sort of like he's some kind of Hulk. It's that sort of thing. Oh um, man, <laughs> he's some kind of. He's really bud ugly. You know what I'm saying? Bud ugly. Oh yeah, that's right. I just become bud ugly. <laughs> but I'm saying but. <laughs> apartment manager craig that that gag where, yeah. where amy rips the arm off oh my yeah. god hilarious <laughs> hilarious and horrific oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought that was a bit of an extreme accident and i wonder if their homeowners <laughs> yeah. covers that yeah <laughs> 
Fun times, huh? It's Hopefully. just too funny. <laughs> the, the kids are really a kind of a good comedic kind of break every time you see them doing something. I forget which issue it was. And they, was it 216, I think, when they're like just basically ripping the clothes off of everybody? <laughs> Smashing melons in the market. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff like that, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work at all. That's not the physics of any of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's funnier if it is. But on the other hand, it's so true compared to like, you know, other comics. If you had these super strong kids that, you know, were just, you know, babies, they would just be totally destroying everything. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just that? Just like, oh. <laughs> We got to get another couch again because they're just ripping hunks of just stuff. Uh, on the couch just all the time. just so, ripped our neighbor in half. <laughs> just ripped a neighbor. Just did. It came crashing through the ceiling. It's like, man, that must be, that must be expensive lifestyle you guys are leading, and you're not even leading it. You know, it's like you're. <laughs> this is just kind of happening. So, times three. Times three. Yeah. <laughs> God. Regular children are freaking more difficult enough never mind uh, i know <laughs> that was a good parallel uh I, I thought for sure like dad was gonna get his arm ripped off or something tragic yeah well the cancer didn't get him the kids did <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, well, that was the setup you know it's like if, <laughs> if you've got the if you've got the, the the kids already doing this one thing to this other guy and then you you kind of repeat that same kind of okay same kid being held by a different guy uh-oh look out and then it's like oh, he's totally fine i guess it helps that he's not yelling at this kid <laughs> it's like this is not wise <laughs> Craig, what you thinking? yeah because we still haven't seen kids the kids have a tantrum so <laughs> yeah i mean real kids they would just if that was real and there were real kids doing real stuff like that it's like yeah, move to the desert or something because he's got a good problem. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other really cool thing I think that's going to really stand about out about this issue is the use of real time and how in the same issue you got kind of a reminder of the Cubs winning the World Series and Donald Trump becoming president. And yeah. You know, when you look back, you're going to be like, oh, I know exactly. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I like time. to do that because it sets it in in, in in a real time and in a real place. You just can go, oh, yeah, I absolutely know when this took place and what was going on when this happened. And I think that's kind of a, kind of important if you're doing a, a book that's that's set in real time, you know, trying to say, hey, it's, this is real, man. <laughs> well, it, it is amazing. Like, I, you know, I, one of the things I was thinking about while I was writing notes down about this was how, like, of and everything in my life, you know, you know, I collected Dragon since it came out, and then I stopped when I went to college, and then I picked it up right after. So it was like a four-year gap I missed. But pretty much besides that, since '93 or whatever it was, I've been getting Dragon consistently, and that's like the one consistent thing that's been in my life is like Savage Dragon. And you have points in your life where you remember. At what issue, what was when you did something, you know, it, you know, TV shows have not lasted as long. You know, I can't think of anything else that I've 
you know, stuck with consistently than this book. And, you know, it's kind of cool to be like, oh, yeah, this is when Bill Clinton was, you know, dealing <laughs> yeah. with the SOS or, you know, when yeah. Kerry and, and Bush appeared on the cover here that I went to Japan. I remember buying that issue in Japan. You know, I was on vacation. And Yeah, well, there's uh, a lot of fans will go, yeah, I had kids around the time that Dragon had kids and my kids are growing up at the same time that, that it's kind of neat that they're able to grow up along with the character yeah definitely it's really cool and i mean like i said there's nothing else you know tv or anything that that's kind of at least in my world has last as long as savage dragon to be able to like see it. maybe the simpsons is like close but the simpsons is not real time so there's no, yeah, no they don't they joke about that about once every 10 years is that <laughs> Yeah, you could watch an episode of Simpsons now or an episode that's 20 years old and you can't tell from really where it's from. Besides, it's, they have guest characters or something like that. But It's love how tiny you made Trump's hands. They, they, look, <laughs> they look just like the shrunken Malcolm hand at the beginning of the issue. Just like it. Uh, and the coloring is so funny on his face. He even got the little pale underneath the eye bags. Pale. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, too funny. I'm kind of a dick there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fans of, but <laughs> do you still do you get much backlash about taking not, a stance? No, not not a lot. There'll be people who on Facebook will say something. In terms of letters, I pretty much print every letter I get at this point. So yeah. So, so what does, you see is what you get, right? Well, it seems like the letters pages, you've been getting more letters recently. I don't know if that's just because you've been printing more or they seem... Uh... Yeah, it, it comes and goes. There'll, there'll be issues that, that just get two or three letters and then there'll be issues which suddenly get a bunch. Like yeah. 217 got almost no mail. It was really, really quiet. And then 218, because of the... Just got a bunch. Just because it's like, oh, this... We we give a crap about this one, you know. Well, I can see it. Two eighteen. Honestly, I I really I, I think a lot of people really enjoyed this issue. It just it just clicked on every level. I, I'm surprised about two seventeen though because you got the guest stars. You I know, know, and you would think you know the because sales went up for that one because we kind of tied it as hey, it's a it's a crossover. You got to get both. So, but yeah, yeah it didn't <laughs> it didn't. So, oh well. Gotta say, I was surprised that uh, the mighty one kicked the bucket so fast and was so easy to kill. Or was he? <laughs> or was he? <laughs> yeah, we always like run through like the the hypotheticals. You're like, it's yeah, a knife. That's the thing with a lot of these, a lot of the deaths. I mean, really, unless you're seeing a a corpse which is really dead, then you know it's like, hey, a mountain came down on somebody. Yeah, but really. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he was stabbed through the chest. So, and a mountain yeah, was dropped on him. Yeah, and, and he broke his hat in half. There's not much of much yeah. going about the hat. Well, I mean, yeah. Once the hat goes, it's just a matter of time. His magical <laughs> skull hat. But. <laughs> so I'm curious. These uh, tales of the Siberian snowtroopers were those in big? Were those in the? Uh, uh, Back issue project, or were these? Yeah. No, those. No, were, those are old, right? Those are ancient. That was like 
Um, I'm kind of surprised that they held up as well as they did. Um, but yeah, I did those when I was like 20, <laughs> like 20, like 20 or 21. It was like a long, long time ago. I just barely, uh, had started doing comics and, uh, Robin Snyder was, was packaging various things for, uh, Renegade Press, which had spun off from uh, Cerebus, kind of his 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 wife started uh, publishing stuff and had had taken all the non Cerebus stuff when those two split, and they'd started at Renegade Press, and then Robin Snyder, when he had had a falling out with some publisher, came over and started publishing through her, and. It was just, we need a page to fill in here, a page to fill in there. And he had a couple of these scripts that Jim Stenstrom had had written. And they were sitting around and, and I drew those, yeah, way, way, way long time ago. Of, and, they were, and they were just recently colored and, and just in the book like that. I was like, God, these, these kind of look the same as my crappy cartooning when I'm doing it now, so I, <laughs> I guess that part hasn't really changed. That it kind of makes you think of Will like Eisner. I don't know. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll take what I can get, man. <laughs> did you Did you color these? I did not. Um, was it Adam Pruitt? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I think. I think he colored it. Yeah. It looks like your like your style, like how you would color your. Yeah, he did a good job with it. So. Yeah, the old timey look is perfect for it. Yeah, it it does, and it kind of hides the, the the crude charm of it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the second strip has no drawings whatsoever; it's just uh, word bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I flipped, I was like, "What the oh?" What about that talented up and comer you put on the back cover? I know. Oh, Lord, <laughs> That's pretty great. Oh Lord. Don't do that, Purcell. Yeah, I don't know whatever became of that guy, but man, he died in a Taco Bell bathroom. <sighs> That's what I'm told. <laughs> Obviously, incredibly humbling. Uh, much appreciated. Totally, one hundred and fifty percent flip my lid. And when I when I like, I had no idea. Like nobody said shit to me. So when I when I get it, I was like. <gasps> I get that last page and have like a little mini Sorry. cardiac. I'm like, Rip ripping the cover, the, the back covers off all the ones in the shop. Well, the <laughs> funny thing was, is that uh, Brandon Carr, actually, who got a strip in the funny section, so he was sort of like, you know, people always like Simon uh, Melit does it too to me. They'd be like, "Hey, buddy, guess who's in Savage Dragon this month?" And I'm like, "You, I guess." <laughs> Like, is, is that what you're telling me you are? Yeah, when are you going to do something? I'm like, I don't know. What are you trying to say? But, like, Brandon was bragging out on me, and I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Look at the back cover, Jack. <laughs> Tell you what, I, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, Nikos's colors recently, and I, I don't know how far back he's been doing this, but with, like, the color gradients almost, like the... I don't know what you would call it, but it's got that kind of like paint looking great. There's Do you know a, I, I'm not an artist to the, so. to, the uh, to the to the to the folds? Yeah, 
I think it looks awesome. It makes the artwork pop. I, I like what you're doing. You guys are doing with that. Yeah, cool. Well, I was yeah. gonna. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. All right, whatever. I, <laughs> I can hear myself talk all day long. Let's listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually gonna stroke your ego, man. The, right. uh, the cool. weird, the sort of scribbly weird shading, like on Malcolm's like bed sheet and stuff. Like that stuff's cool and feels kind of weird and different. Craig's pants legs got it too. Like, yeah. that's kind of an interesting, kind of a different, I don't know, looks different. I dig it. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly trying to find something. <laughs> you know, it's like looking at different stuff and trying to experiment and try different things out and see what works and see what doesn't. And I don't know. I'm all over the map on this stuff. I think that's what makes it enjoyable, though, because you look at something like 218 and might look different than 215. And I mean, as a fan, that you know follows it tightly. I think like 215, you had some pages where you really slapped on the thick inks on the close-up of like Malcolm's faces, and I, I'm sure you don't if you don't have the issue in front of you, you don't remember. But and then like other panels use real thin inks, and I just I think it's pretty cool. It's it's really it's nice to see like the different. I'm still trying styles. to find my style, man. It, which is amazing to me, 220 just, issues it later. Is but. Really, it is weird, but I still kind of get that sense like, oh, man, I just don't feel like I've found my, my voice yet. Well, like, I, come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> How long is this going to take? Well, do you think that other artists go through that, but just because they use different inkers, like at all, they don't have the chance to kind of do that stuff? Or, and it just, you know what I'm saying? I guess, like, uh, do other people kind of play around their styles their whole career but because they're not inking their own stuff you don't really notice whereas with your stuff we notice it. Stuff, it it's also different just depending on how you're how you're working um, you know if, if i don't pencil a whole issue ahead of time and then ink it um the inks can get really kind of inconsistent because they'll be like you know, I'm doing one page, finishing that page, and then going on to the next page, finishing that page. It's mm -hmm. there's not a, a a through line through the whole book where it's where it's all being done at one point. He'll be like, yeah, today I'm really in love with, <laughs> you know, Alex <laughs> Nino. Oh, I love this. And the next day, <laughs> I'm totally feeling something else today. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so all those tools you were just using, you're just not using those today. Well, that's cool. The house burning down? The California's <laughs> happening behind him. Comes my ride. <laughs> That's true, though. You, you end up reading, like, some Jack Kirby books, and you get on a Jack Kirby stint, and then you might pick up, like, Frank Miller. And, like, you know, I mean, that happens to me, and you you start reading something, you get into one frame of mind, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm penciling the whole thing ahead of time, then it can have that kind of a... a a consistent like all right i'm going with this and this is where i'm going bam 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 to keep it keep it uniform throughout but that doesn't happen that much mostly i'm all over the place where are you doing most of your work these days are you uh, back at home mostly at home yeah, yeah. i am um, on on mondays i go and work at a coffee shop in the morning and then my buddy al gordon has a studio uh in downtown San Francisco, so I'll just go and visit him for the rest of the day and hang out there and get some penciling done. And 
but that's cool it's, it's probably cool to sit there and draw and just bounce ideas or chat about crap shoot the shit and do whatever <laughs> um you yeah. lost your burger joint so breaks up the day you know breaks up the week just yeah. okay, mondays i do this so i you know ideally i'd i'd do a little more of that but it's it's tough too because when you're when you're traveling and you're someplace else, you don't always have all the tools at your disposal that you that you kind of need to be able to do this stuff. Right, um, right. You know, are you still are you still doing twice up or? Yeah. Is that you pretty much settled in at doing that? Yeah, pretty much. I bought a ton of paper. Nice. <laughs> I just have big, big stacks of this stuff. So it's like, all right, you gotta turn your way through this stuff. <laughs> and I kind of made myself a, a template. I'd, I'd taken a, a smaller page and had blown it up. So I've got all the the various hash marks that I would need to be able to do like, okay, here's a, you know, a, a fifth of a page or here's a six panel grid or various sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've carried that with me wherever I go and it's getting rattier and rattier. <laughs> And we, we touched on this a little bit, but uh, you got to go out to Greece for a Comic-Con and meet Nikos, which I presume for the first time in person? or um, I had met him before in San Diego. Oh, all right. Um, but that was before we had worked together. So I had, I had met him, and he had given me some samples of his work at that point. Um so I and and he, and it was penciling and inking and coloring samples. He was doing. He does the full, full thing. If, and for so, the listener, we're talking about Nikos Kutsis, right? Is that how you pronounce it? The colorist. I'll I'll just say yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any better. <laughs> A lone tear runs down Nikos' cheek. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so how how was Greece? How how was the Comic Con? I didn't even realize they really. You know, I guess because Nikos is into it, but I didn't know that there was a huge fan base for American comics over there. Or... Um, there, yeah, it's it's interesting to to go from place to place. I mean, it had it been hit economically pretty hard, so um, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like one of those shows where there's a million people going. Oh, I need a commission. I need a commission because yeah. It's like, yeah. Most people are like, yeah, I can't afford that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's just, you know, it's such a beautiful country and, and great people and you're hanging out and, and, you know, just the way things are, it's, it's can be kind of different from, from what you're used to. So it's like, look at, I'm sitting here, I'm, I've brought along work, I'm drawing comics and I'm drinking a beer while I'm doing it. You know, it's like, well, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right there on the con floor. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, awesome. oh, that that is that's that's a great way of doing things. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I and I've been, been to uh, France just a month month or two earlier, and it was the same kind of like, yeah, do whatever, man. People are walking around with drinks in their hand, buying comics, yeah. and you know, or sitting there drawing or whatever. And I'm and I bring um, I bring my work with me when I go to these shows, so. I'm sitting there, you know, if I'm not doing commissions and I'm working on pages. And so uh, a lot of the stuff you've seen in some of these will be pages that were being either drawn in a hotel room or drawn at the actual convention. Nice. 
So I know you said that you uh, attend those cons at this point pretty much just based on invitation. Is that right? Yeah, that's okay. pretty much how it's always been. Okay. So that that just hasn't hasn't changed. Um, but it's like there's people will will ask me like, "Hey, how come you don't go to this show or that?" And it's like, "Well, I don't want to." You know, it's expensive to fly yeah. myself in and put myself up and buy a table and do all this stuff. And it's like, look, if you guys want me showing up, here's what I need. You know, I need a table. I need this. I need that. It's, you know, fly me in there and we can make this happen. Um, but if it's not, then, you know, I, I don't I don't need this. I don't need right. this. <laughs> I got work to do. Yeah, you're an established guy. At times, like I stopped going to San Diego just because it, just on a financial basis, it just wasn't worthwhile. Yeah, because there's a million other artists there, and there's a, and most of the people who come to that show are there for Hollywood. Yeah, and, definitely. Right, right. And it's like, so I'm going there. I'm showing up. I'm ending up making you know a few hundred dollars, but I spent. Two thousand dollars to make that few hundred dollars, so that that wasn't really a very worthwhile thing, you know, economically. Right. It's it's happening for the fans too. I stopped going to a lot that like Philadelphia had the Wizard World, and it turned to all Hollywood or TV. And it's like, well, why am I paying thirty bucks? And there's not a good selection of vendors for me to buy anything. I don't I don't want some wrestler's autograph or. <laughs> you know, it, it is ha you got to find the ones, you know, like Baltimore is really good. The ones that just focus on comics and yeah. heroes. Yeah, it's just, you know, they're not comic book conventions. They're pop culture conventions most of the time. And it's just not worth it. Yeah. And what's, you know, and, and for the people who are into that, that is awesome that those definitely exist, right. You know? And it's like, you know, more power to you. But, um, for me to be making that kind of a trip, something's something's got to work, you know. Yeah. And in the case of of going to Greece, that something is um, uh, they'll, they'll fly my wife, <laughs> you know. And yeah. It's, Plus, it's overseas somewhere you might have not ever been. It's pretty cool, and it's like a mini vacation. Yeah, yeah. So it is cool. It's like, yeah, this is all right. I thought I did see at one point you were signed up for like an in, an India Comic Con, but I think you yeah, backed out. Yeah, we actually bailed on that, um, and uh, you know I, I, that's the first and only convention I've ever um, not gone to, and it was and it just came down to the uh, the news at the time. Is it, it it's gotten super polluted over there? And I was oh, reading really? this news story where they're like, yeah, being in India is like being in this area that you're going to is like smoking <laughs> 45 cigarettes a day. And it's like, oh, Jesus. I only on. smoke one. <laughs> That's <laughs> quite the habit to jump into right, right away out of the gate. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and plus when I'm, when I'm going international, I, will, I, I want them to, you know, hey, fly my wife. She wants to go. Yeah, you know, right. that's, that's part of part of going. Um, was get a little vacation out of the deal. This will be fun. And so, you know, she's like, "Yeah, let's let's not do this. This sounds <laughs> terrible." And so we unfortunately had to bail on it. 
pretty wild though to, to get invited to all these kind of places yeah no it's pretty neat pretty neat and and some cases you kind of wonder what's the thought process here do these people even know my work at all what would what would they be spider-man's popular everywhere i guess but that how long ago did i do spider-man that was you know 25 years ago that's a long period of time to yeah. still keep hanging in there going, no, 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 this guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a lot of those things are timeless, though. I mean, you know, people would still love to have John Romita or, you know, anyone, you know, that's that's been an iconic artist of Spider-Man. I think recently we just kind of talked on Facebook because there was a, a comicbook.com or whatever it was, CBR story about 10 top Spider-Man artists, and I think you were like number six, so... I mean, it's people don't forget that stuff, you know. But on top of that, you're a founding, you know, father of Image Comics, and, and Image Comics is huge too. Yeah, I think image awareness is like bigger than ever, especially nowadays, more than ever. That's true. Of course, it's also it's you know kind of an anniversary year this well, year. Are you so. like, would you yeah. be like privy to like image sales number in India or Southeast Asia? I wouldn't. I would have to. I would have to ask. I would have. I, I don't even know. You guys doing anything special for... I know there are some things going on for the Image Anniversary, but are you doing anything in particular? Uh, well... Or, <laughs> I mean, Savage Dragon 225 falls on mm -hmm. my personal anniversary of when my first issue was supposed to come out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think my issue actually ended up coming out in in July, but it was supposed to be June. <laughs> so, anyway, June rolls around. I, I, that's about when 225 should hit, so... That'll be neat. You'll but, laugh, but of all those early image books, that was probably pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, oh, well, yes. I know my second issue was super late, because I... I got I finished my first issue and then we got married. Uh, so it was like, all right, I'm going to go on my honeymoon and we're going to be gone for a bunch of time. We were gone for like three weeks or something. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> what wasn't as late as wet works. No. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's always those books where you go, okay. I just remember <laughs> wet works like, Oh, I got to get this. This is going to be great. And by the time, like, you know, I collected, I think, Image Comics for like three years or two or three years. And then by the time I went to college, I quit and wet work still didn't come out. When I got out of college, then I finally, like, picked up a few back issues. But by then I was all set. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know that uh, probably this is something you don't know or care anything about it. But did you see where God Country's number two issue is the Savage Dragon homage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was talking to that, talking to the creator on that, uh, and he had he had showed it to me before it it was released and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm very much uh, keeping an eye out for that stuff and and seeing seeing where it goes. So Invincible, yeah, Invincible took Young Blood. Yeah, oh, that's right. Like all that. the com all the Image Comics are doing like homage covers, aren't they? Mm, a lot. I haven't done one yet. <laughs> you did one to your, of your own. Yeah, yeah this right? is a good jumping off point to talk about 223's cover. 
Well done. That's one of my favorite <laughs> trade covers. Eagle yeah. Eye for sale. Yeah, uh, latest uh, you you showed. I imagine you showed that cover after the issue dropped because of the whole glum thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it shows uh, um, Malcolm and Angel, you know, superimposed over a big, like massive glum in his armor, crushing the earth. And it's a it's a callback to that uh, Worlds at War trade paperback cover where instead it was Dragon and Jennifer with Dark Lord in the background. Yeah, yeah great. It's a really cover. good cover. I think it was one of the first new trades that I ever bought that had just come out. Yeah, that cover was really great. And it's great to kind of see its composition again. Yeah. Well I, that was when I was doing new covers on trades and then I, and then it got it's time to I'm I'm always kind of torn on those because it's because I don't really want to be make people feel like they've got to get it a trade. Thank if you. They've been you. buying the book on a regular <laughs> basis now. It's like should I be putting on all this extra like, hey, look, there's there's new pages and there's this and there's that. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> don't do it. I can't help it, though. I need those new pages. I need it. Yeah. Well, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I know. I know you have. I own them all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to do that. I think I have, you know, I stopped with the, the paperbacks, but I have – probably savage dragon number one in like eight different formats <laughs> well i believe it yeah, <laughs> I, I did that one a bunch you know and but, I was like oh now it's black and white oh yeah. it's black and white with whatever it's the hardcover <laughs> with the 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 slip-in sheet there and here's the signed one and here's the black and white one and here's the 99 cent version one and here's uh yeah, <laughs> the newsstand version with the UPC. Yeah, they got it. <laughs> Those have got different covers. It's funny because I always was like, I'll never do that. And then <laughs> as soon as I finished my collection, because I finally got all the individual issues, I was just sort of like, oh, shit, what do I spend my money on now? And <laughs> it has so creeped into my life. I'm just like buying up variants of Savage Dragon and stuff. Uh Hey, I was I was gonna ask you. We mentioned Invincible a little while ago. What was your? When did you find out about Invincible ending? Did did Robert tell you separately, or did you find out when everybody else did? And what was your? I heard before. Yeah. Okay. Did Robert uh, call talk to you, or kind of bounce it off you, or did he? Uh, um, how did you hear about it? I mean, mostly it was a. Yeah, he. I don't remember if I heard it from him or if I heard it from. Eric Stevenson, but it might have been from Robert. Um, and it and it's just you know he just kind of to- told me what was going on, told me what the situation was. I mean, it's where Corey's not wouldn't be able to jump back on the book and make it be monthly. And then right. Ryan Otley was kind of feeling like I've been stuck on this. I've been on this same book forever. I kind of want to do some other Scratch. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you which know? is understandable. Which is yeah, which makes some sense. And and so it's like you know rather than try and find yet another artist who can take on this book, you know let's just let's just call it quits. Let's just have it come to a nice conclusion, which would be you know different from what everybody else is doing. So it's like let's do it that way. 
Yeah. All right. I'm torn though, because it's like one of the only comics I still collect regularly. It's kind of like a sister book to Drag. You know, it's in the the Savage Dragon school. You know, Eric, you're going to be the last superhero comic at Image. Yeah. I just have to get rid of Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think uh, concluding it. I tried to kill it, man, but when I got it, <laughs> the sales kept going up. I had to bail. <laughs> You're the Spawn Mancharian candidate. Uh, sure, I'll draw and write your book for you. <laughs> I think it's unfortunate if, uh, Invincible is ending, but I do think that it, it, ending it is better than only like four or five issues coming out a year in the end. Yeah. Well, I, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that myself, you know? See, I'm in the other school. I'd rather just have Invincible keep going, but. That's, it's I, it's cool. I just Hopefully. think there's too many plot threads going on to wrap up in 12 issues. It just seems rushed. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, he's he's fairly methodical about it, so I think it, I think he'll get it. I'm I'm not sure where it, where it ends or how it ends or you know whatever. It's like, is this character still going to be around? Right. You know, could could he drop by somebody else's book if? <laughs> that would be awesome uh, that would be fantastic but i don't you know i don't know where he's he's leaving it yet i guess i'll i'll talk to him you know before we get there but um i am disappointed that he's not getting a new artist because he has a knack of finding guys that can draw i'll tell you yeah that's true um he's had a, he's had a good run on it and and Otley is amazing. I was just gonna say Otley. Like I can't wait to see what he's gonna be on next because that kid can draw, man. He like, you know, when he first started, he was kind of like it looked like he was trying to clone Corey Walker, Walker, and it was a little shaky. And then when he just kind of caught on, just that, got better, you know. And it's like that's he's really incredible. That was the is, best gore is... in comics. <laughs> uh, he really can draw. I, I think almost oh, anything. Yeah. He's just. It's it's been awesome to have that consistency, you know, and that's what I'm going to miss. I had Savage Dragon. You always know what you're going to get. Invincible. You always knew what you were going to get. You know what what the who the writer was going to be and the artist is going to be. And there's you don't have that much in comics anymore. You don't have creator owned comics that go beyond issue twelve much anymore. Yeah. Sigh. Yeah. I I'm, I feel the same. You know, I'm just I'm glad that there are some you know books that that come out there you can go okay well whew, at least saga is still going on at yeah least right we got the same people you know mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you know and there's, yeah. there's there's a few of them that are like that where you just go okay all right <laughs> do you know what otley's moving on to next has he said anything or uh, i don't know it hasn't it hasn't nothing has been announced as far as i am aware i think he just Kind of wants to jump around for a uh, while and just. I didn't be, know if he was going to stick with Image or jump to the. I, I think part of it is is wanting to do some of those iconic characters he grew yeah. up as a kid. Yeah, definitely. You know, sort of it's stuff. time to dominate one of the big two and like really, like getting you great. But I, I could see him doing a run on Spider Man or a run, sure. on, you know, any number of those books and and doing a great, great job with it. Yeah, oh, because yeah. he can turn them around too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it might might also be a thing where he's sitting there going, "I've been doing this book monthly for a long time, but 
is I know you guys keep doing six issue arcs. How about me doing six issues or something? Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have six of them. No. <laughs> um, you know, I am glad that there's, there's some, some books that are still going on that are like, all right, cool. There's, there's still these guys still working on Southern Bastards. Same guys are still doing Outcasts. I tell you what, I enjoy Southern Bastards. I, I'm not a big college football. I actually don't really like college football at all, and I didn't think I would enjoy that. But somehow they've made that book really enjoyable, and the art is fantastic. Yeah. Any of you guys read Rumble? I have not. Rumble's have a good not. one. Which, who's <laughs> I, that by? I know I've got it, but I you know, there's all this stuff that I just never, I don't quite get to. Mm-hmm. I got work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this does consume a lot of time. Yeah, I was reading the uh, letters column. You're like, I don't watch TV. I don't really read any comics. I was like, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. get that. I don't do much, much of that stuff. I've been listening to, you know, I can listen to podcasts some. Um, I can do books on tape a little bit, you know, that, that sort of thing can kind of work, but you know, any TV show that requires, you know, really paying attention. That, that's, that's why tough. I put wrestling on the background when I do it. So. <laughs> I, I can't listen to books on tape at work because I'll listen to it and then I'll zone out and then I'll have to rewind. And I just drive myself crazy by constantly rewinding. <laughs> just does not work for me. Well, it has to be something I don't care about if I miss it. So a podcast would probably work. Like, yeah, you could zone in and out, but a yeah, book podcast and music. So can we talk? Can we talk a little bit about two nineteen? I don't want to take up all your time tonight, but I do want to talk about that issue because it just came out and it is awesome. And Glum is in it, and Glum Yay, is good. Glum. It was freaking <laughs> awesome. it's in high form (laughs) love the six panel grids I I always like when you do that it just uh, it leaves a lot of room for a lot of action how that that goes over because I I think for some people it's like oh man it looks so looks so old fashioned I think it's fine as long as you do do stuff like on page three after the splash page where you make that two panels into one panel for that one splash or image yeah, that, yeah, as long as you don't like make I it just, strict six panels, I think it's great. I don't know. I could go six panels all day long with a splash here <laughs> and there because it just leaves room for so much action and so much stuff to happen. It just yeah. it just looks neat, and it looks neat. It's visually, it just it's appealing to me. I don't know. I second that. I think it reads clean, and considering how much action you had, I just think it is fucking awesome for action. Yeah, it works. It works pretty well. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I I could I could do that all the time, but <laughs> at some at some points, I just feel like just because I've it heard up. from enough people over over the years, like, oh yeah, I hate it when when comics they look so old. It's like, all right, <laughs> god damn it, you know. It's like I yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish I could find something that it's like. That is that is way fun to do and works for everybody else at the same time, but it doesn't doesn't seem to be something that, that works for everybody. So whatever, just I'll just keep screwing around and 
having fun with it. <laughs> well, you could tell you had a lot of fun with this. I, my God, who is the lawyer? Who is Glum's lawyer based on? Just that face. Yeah, that can't just come out of nowhere. That has to be based on something. Oh, no, no, that just came out of nowhere. Are you oh. kidding me? That's so hideous. It's it looks like a Richard Nixon kind of look. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I I actually that's funny you said that Raven because I, I saw that panel again. I was writing kind of notes before the podcast. I was like, he he's got to have a picture from a magazine or something he's based that off of. That's like some enemy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was just just making shit up. So. Throw this ugly bastard in the book. Yeah, this, this bastard showed up. And, okay. Did you uh, did you ever think that Glum would evolve into the bad guy he has in Savage Dragon? You know, on on our uh, fan page on Facebook, we kind of did a poll, and uh, granted, it was only thirty people that kind of polled in it, but I was surprised to see Glum kind of win that poll over guys like Dark Lord <laughs> and Overlord, and maybe it's just because he's. You know, it's that time where he's in it now and he's fresh, but and it's recent. But he really is an evil little. I think bastard. it's more it's just that oh, yeah. he's been in like over a hundred issues, where all the others less so. Or that's true. He's probably been the most consistently featured kind of character of all the major bad guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Overlord keeps showing up, but it's always like a different dude. It's like you know, it's like. Eh. <laughs> Well, it's weird because Glum still feels like a relatively new character because he showed so, up, you know, so late in the series. That's, Which is not late in the series anymore. It's like it's 120 issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, holy crap. Yeah, and then he, well, he first showed up as that planet. It was just like this, this uh, grimacing planet. Yeah, he kept kind of. Yeah, that looked a lot it, like either Hellboy or Hercules knee pads. Your first song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first time you see him as the planet, uh, the first time it's it's a lot more flexible and, and, and expressionist. You know, it's it's got more ex- range of expression than he than he later does. But but that was kind of where it, when it came to to creating that character, that's where it kind of sprang from was that one evil planet that I drawn. And then he was he started off in like your comic strip phase when you were yeah. he was the yeah. Hobbs to and, Angels Calvin. It almost <laughs> seemed like it was just gonna be like a one issue kind of throwaway character, just set up a gag and and he, he managed <laughs> to stick around. Yeah. He was actually more of the Calvin to Angels Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> like he's it's this evil scheming little little bastard. Little plush doll. Much hand wringing. <laughs> but Tony in the armor is just fantastic. That was what I wanted. <laughs> Tony take hilarious. it over. He's the boss now. <laughs> Poor Tony, we hardly knew you. <laughs> uh, I love the giant poot sound effect, and he just gets shitted out. The you see the <laughs> the pants kind of open up, and he just falls out. The skull falls out the hole. Amazing. That was genius. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, poor guy. <laughs> he was living the life for a while. He was living, his, living the life, and then it's like, then you you had to jump into that armor, and, and that's what did it. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Mister Glum's little two piece, three piece suit here. <laughs> I love how he actually like 
decides he needs to dress up to be in court like that. They probably sure. made him dress <laughs> up like that. <laughs> yeah, be running around shirtless, little guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after it's the, the thing. The way I work is I I'll plot it all out and then I'll draw it and then I'll script it all afterward. When I was scripting it, I was like. God damn how bad I could write it so this guy could talk his way out of this thing. It wouldn't have had Well, you want to know what's crazy? He was actually making a pretty good argument before his suit showed up. Well, here's what you got to prove. You got to A, prove magic exists, prove the God gun existed. Because, yeah, I mean, maybe everyone did just decide they wanted to, like, be his slaves. You know, can you prove they didn't? Yeah, right. And there's no evidence the God gun's gone. That's, That's true. Yeah, I mean, who who would think that you'd be, need to save that the scraps of that forever? Although they must be somewhere, right? I would somebody, assume. Somebody could somebody piece that back together again? Could you please? <laughs> <laughs> and this is a dumb. This is like ridiculously tiny. But he was just talking about the jury being morons. And uh, opposite of the page where they very first begin, like Glum's trial. It's like the fourth panel down. The juror with the orange spike hair and the stripy shirt just looks like such a rube, even from behind. <laughs> I was just laughing at his like stringy dumb hair. What what page? What are you talking about? Which? So you got Toadie on the left saying it's payback time. Yeah. And then on the right hand, it begins Glum's trial. Go down to the fourth panel. Just look at that guy, just the back of his head with his orange bangs, just like shooting forward. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh, okay. That's, yeah, the chubby weird. guy. <laughs> when I saw, it, I was just like, "What a dullard!" <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, just gotta get that guy on my side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that'll be the guy that at the end of the comic is like, "Not guilty." There you go. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, it's too good. So, in, in classic fashion, during this whole fight scene between Malcolm, Angel, Dragon, Glum. Every moment they come in contact, I'm afraid somebody's going to die. Oh, I know, bro. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then, One of my... <laughs> and then they didn't die, yeah, huh? That's actually <laughs> the surprise of this issue is Glum gets away. To... Uh. One of my one of my favorite things that Eric does is when there's a crowd and he's done it a few times. It just looks amazing when everyone's screaming and running in panic, and you get the kind of close up, and it's kind of like a Kirby thing, I guess, where the guy's like half his face with his mouth screaming and his eyes like <laughs> wide open. Right. Everyone's just running in panic. It's such a great visual. I love that. It's it's such a cool thing to to look at. Gotta mean the tomb panel, right? Yeah, Chum, the one where it just punches <laughs> Malcolm across the room. Some dude in the bottom gnawing on the back. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Old man dragon. Love it. Love that he just, like, gets... And it's funny is to think that, like, he's the one that can get the drop on Glum. Like, Malcolm just gets swatted away like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, this can be Malcolm's book now, but I always get a charge out of seeing dragon show back up it's so great whenever you have an issue where he's kind of not so much just the talking heads but when he gets in action like the other time when he was out and he was went to the vicious circle bar but it's always just cool to see him come back out and 
and fight alongside Malcolm. It's, it's, it's really tough to do have him be in an issue because he's so charismatic. Yeah, he just yeah. owns it. And he's, and, he's, and he's just, he's such a, like, he's got such a presence to him that, that you know, it's like when he shows up, it's like, oh, it's, man. It's like Captain America. He shows up and he just kind of steals the thunder of everyone around you. Yeah. Even skinny and all, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think skinny old dragon kicks ass. <laughs> I know somebody's like, I hate skinny dragon. I was like, it's cool, man. It's cool that he's old and skinny. <laughs> he's old and skinny. Well, he's not that old. What is he, like 50? 40 something? 54. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's bas- he's my age, so I just keep. I There's certain characters in the book that I just go, okay, this is going to be set on this real person's real age so I can just kind of keep track of where they're at and and what's going on. So dragons always been, been me. And then, um, Jennifer was just minus 10 years, but Mm -hmm. because she's been frozen solid for 17 years, um, she could be any age. She could be, you know, it's like, yeah, what's going on there? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but various characters are like that. We'll just be okay. I'm gonna use this real person's real birth date that I'm aware of, so that so that when they turn this age, that other character I know is now now this age. That sort of thing. So makes it easy. Mal- yeah, Malcolm is approximately my son Joe's age. He's like six months older than Joe, and then Angel is my son Christopher's age. So. I can just kind of go, all right, he's, uh, she's 22 now. He's 22, she's 22, that sort of, sort of thing. But it's hard to keep track of just all the various characters. Every now and then it's like, oh, yeah, shit. That character hasn't been in the book for 20 years, I guess. Yeah, I remember that with Dung. Now, now we got to make him <laughs> lose all his hair and yeah. have a beard. <laughs> yeah, let's do something like, uh-oh. You know, <laughs> John Day endures. He's always <laughs> the timeless John Day. Well, that's a it. It was a great issue. I mean, uh, a lot of action, and it's kind of cool to be like, all right, Mister Glum is back on the loose now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I wanted to do. Is just get him back out there. So it's like, maybe, all right, maybe he'll go reform the vicious circle. I can have him be well. I don't. I haven't really touched on them in a little bit. I'm assuming there's still members that Dart didn't slaughter in a pile. Well, yeah. there was the one guy was, in the sewer, the the flesh blight guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming there's a few that are just kind of. I didn't. I didn't so yeah, put all the big the big names out out there in that in that heap of dudes. It was like, you know, it's mostly you talk, that was two fifteen when Dart. Severed everybody's head or stabbed, yeah, killed everyone. Mostly losers. I mean, if you if you look at that, <laughs> you know, they're they're all the throwaway dorks. Well, they, one of them, one of the corpses in the little squiggles, kind of looked like uh, um, uh, Rogue Warrior. Rogue Warrior. It wasn't one of them, right? Say it ain't so. Okay, no. he's too cool for that. <laughs> characters like that that are like bigger, you know, real characters. Yeah. I'm not going to just dispose of them in a tiny little panel where you got to squint to find okay them. well she it, it, i guess let's talk about 215 real quickly i don't want to dwell on it but the 
I was a little perplexed by that scene about her killing all the VC guys. Did we ever get any backstory on that? Or is that just because she's just a psycho? Right, but she's bathing in their blood because reasons. Is she she had that crazy cauldron? Is she into like some kind of dark <laughs> arts or something? Like well, heads she, mounted it, on it, the wall? Yeah, I guess I guess she's sitting there going, "Well, these kids aren't going to be, you know, if you drop them in a regular standard issue fire, they'll probably just." be fine <laughs> you know like, all, right, yeah. all right what the hell was that about lady <laughs> <laughs> you know so i had to had to do something that at least visually seemed like okay this this could be trouble yeah um, and i you know i just imagine she's just like okay these guys are useless i don't need these guys around <laughs> yeah it's just crazy that's got probably the most deaths of and yeah, many and issues. Not, <laughs> not really like super essential deaths either. It's kind of it's a weird issue. What can I say? I have my moments. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great issue. Barry exploding and oh man, that fight was killer. Yeah, that uh, Malcolm just fucking lost it. Just I don't care if you have exploding darts. I'm gonna catch him, and I don't know. He just went all. All sorts of ape shit. Don't put his kids in harm's way, man. <laughs> yeah, at this but, point, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really established that much. Like, just how tough are these kids? You know, I mean, we've seen them breaking fingers and and fucking with people somewhat. But it's like, you know, if somebody, if some badass came crashing through the wall. We, ne- we never really saw Malcolm at that, that age. Was it implied that he was about that strong when he was that young? I'm assuming so that he that he was also a, a a badass and that he was probably every bit as much of a handful at, at that age, you know. But but they were in he was in vicious circle. Oh, no, he was a, the sword. I wonder how many club. arms of Covenant of the Swords people he ripped off. <laughs> they had their plans. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That, that's well. That's kind of a group that disappeared with the other universe. Yeah, it it did, and I don't know. I it was it kind of never felt. I I never felt like I should be using them that much because it seemed more. I mean, Keith Giffen came up uh, with it. I see. So, oh, okay. Then it felt Is that like, was Super oh, Patriot, or yeah, and so it kind of felt like well, these aren't really my dudes. I kind of yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, there's there's certain characters like that that I just kind of am just shying away from a little bit. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, just assume that you know with, without Dark Lord's guidance, he just kind of dissolved away. Yeah, I'm I'm supposing that that something goes on, but I've got anyway. I've got there'll, <laughs> there'll be stuff characters. I I, I got plans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck times ahead. Do you think in terms of a year, or I think uh didn't you say you're kinda just sort of playing it ear by issue by issue? Um, I you still have to think somewhat ahead because you have to solicit you know, a few issues ahead all the time. And so there's there's constantly a, a, a well, I want to get to this place by this and this place by that and the kids will be two years old by this point and you know, just have them 
residual awareness of where things are and what what things are going to be. You know, I, I skipped Christmas this time, uh, and it's like, okay, well, they're they're still pretty young. Probably would be pretty blissfully unaware of Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel like I needed to 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 go. Let's do a Christmas issue where the kids can just be. Knocking over a tree because I already did a knocking over a tree in the one of those catching up issues. Right, you you did. That's right. In the almost like the issue or two before you had done that already. Yeah, I, I yeah I kind of ran through a a few months there, pretty quick. Um, and I just a lot of it I just don't want it to seem like it's super redundant too, you know, because because a lot of the kid gags can get to be like. All right, they're gonna they're gonna screw something else up again. There they go again. <laughs> those wacky mouth dragon kids. Yeah, you know it's like how many how many ceilings can you crash through, and how many you know <laughs> tables can you break, or or sofas can you destroy, or supermarkets can you fuck up? You know, eventually it's just like all right, this is essentially the same gag again, only in a different location. So. You know, maybe maybe we maybe we don't dwell on them a lot until they're a little more capable of doing well, they're something. Well, already they're already talking, you know? so they're getting on. Yeah, they're they're getting on. They, I mean, they're officially official birth date is what September. So they're one and a half, give or take. Yeah, so they're they're one and a half, give or take. So it's like okay, they're getting to a point where they should be walking you know it's like holy crap you know now we're in now we're in real trouble yeah getting teeth and saying words and yeah words and stuff you know i'm I'm interested to see if you're gonna make like uh uh the one kid that's uh uh what's her name's uh nuts nuts here uh super strong the like uh God, why am I having a brain fart? He's got it on both sides, doesn't he? Jack. He's got yeah, Jack's got, got, both he's sides. got and he's got There's no reason like he Like Angel's son is Jack. Right. That's it. Yeah. To be fair, Jack. so yeah, is Jack, is he going to be Jackson, depending on super who's... super strong? Is, is Angel is it has it been said or shown that Angel is stronger than Malcolm or I'm a, it hasn't really been stated outright. Because um, Jennifer was stronger than Dragon, right? But also, Angel's strength didn't kick in until she was going through right. puberty. But Jennifer didn't right. kick in until she was much older, Pretty right? much ordinary. So, you know, is is Jack suddenly going to reach puberty and just be like... Jacked? <laughs> you know, completely <laughs> out of control, you know? Like, oh, I could... I could lift up a car yesterday now i can lift up a city (laughs) (laughs) please let there be city lifting (laughs) it's so awesome splash page two up and then it's you know eventually it'll be okay now whose book is it going to become now that sort of thing and and we haven't seen if any of them have inherited the lightning powers either No, none of them have which would be they won't remember he was freaked out at the time freak out Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he, he was lost. that deliberate. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I did, I wanted him, Malcolm, to be able to have his own unique uh, 
power that differentiated himself from his dad. And then I want the the kids to be able to be different from, from that. And Jack so. will be Zeke level strong. Yeah, and Jack will be crazy and and I don't know what I'm gonna do with the other two. I'll figure <laughs> it. You know, I got I got time. Yeah. It's a nice thing. <laughs> Just be like the Ninja Turtles. Just take one arm off, make one half cyborg. Uh, <laughs> could do that. Yeah, I mean, could, <laughs> give an eye patch to one. No, I'm just kidding. I could do. You know, you can do any number of things. Really, once piss you off all your fans who don't think that things will ever return back to normal. <laughs> no, I mean at this point too, they're they're you know one quarter dragon rather than. That's true. So, you know, with each each step, it's it's a little more diluted. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I do uh, think it was pretty ingenious for you to kind of make uh, the dragon type characters all different shades of green, which kind of helps. You know, between yeah. it <laughs> makes sense and it kind of helps. Yeah, uh, it helps. I mean, it kind of they. I really pushed them pretty far too. So it's like, all right, this one's going to be really bright green and this one's going to be really they're pretty different oh yeah it is confusing with with nikos oh yeah because <laughs> yeah, you can't really tell in the, in the pencils <laughs> which babies yeah. which in the black and white it's not super easy so so yeah. at this point it's like all right so jack is always going to be wearing a striped shirt and <laughs> he's <laughs> and probably he, got all these like sticky notes on <laughs> amy's always going to be wearing a dress so you know <laughs> that's right but it's like facially Amy's Amy's pretty different just because her eyes look really different but yeah. even so it's like holy crap man. <laughs> it's tough to keep it all straight cool did we have uh, any questions from uh, the oh, listeners let me pull Jim? it back up we only really had one actual question because it sort of deviated into uh, self homage discussion Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have that uh, question? No, I said I'm pulling it up, <laughs> and I appear to have lost it. Ah, uh, I got a time filler, filler for you. We got I got to ask. Say, oh, let you do your thing, and then I'll ask later. So, uh, oh yes, uh, issue two twenty five, which we did talk about earlier, uh, a. Arbin Haza was asking if the lead story may be longer than usual. Probably too far in advance to even guess at that. Um, maybe? <laughs> Likely? Um, I'll probably do some new backup stories, at least, that'll be inked by different mm. people. So there'll be a bit of that, and there'll be some uh, dropping in of... of older stuff than different stuff. I know um, we're talking about coloring the very first Dragon Story, Graphic Fantasy 1. Gotcha. Just having that be in color, because it's that's never been colored before. It'd be kind of cool to color it kind of old-timey looking and have it around in the book and run some other weird shit that I can find here and there. You got but, that uh, Mighty Man story from... Uh... The Athens Con is that going to be reprinted? Um, that's going to be a one shot. Okay, cool. So we're that'll that's we just solicited that. Wow, so that'll be that'll be coming out. 
You haven't done what you haven't done a one shot in a long time. What's, what's the last one shot you did? Either the Mighty Man reprint or She Dragon. Really? Has it been I that feel long? Like it has. That, um, I mean, unless you count a uh, giant size kung fu Bible right. story. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. But that wasn't really yeah. dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you had all of the back issue project books too. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I've done a few little little one offs here and now, but but it, it has been a while since it's been anything savage dragon related. So you're gonna do draw a few stories, kind of like issue 100, where you're gonna have other guys ink like some four page stories or five page yeah, stories. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I know. I um. There's a few different guys I've been in contact with that I haven't worked with on this book at least. So it's like, all right, let's, let's cool. try them out and see how can, it goes. Can you name any names or too early yet to? Um, you know, if if they end up dropping out, then I'll, then I'll be yeah you know, a lot of a lot of tears on my end. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sinnott said he'd at least ink a pinup. Um, nice. And I've been talking to Tom Palmer about inking a backup. So it's just like, well, that would be cool or weird. <laughs> Joe Sinnott, uh, from back in like fantastic four, Jack Kirby, Joe Inker. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'll come up with something, something. Oh, you something, gotta come up with something like something, really cool. Uh, somewhat Kirby esque or something. Yes. Or, or oh God. Do something with that. Um, there's always those those cool guys who've been around for for a number of years, and just to see like oh, what, what the hell would that look like? That'd yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting him maybe six seven years ago, and he's such a nice guy. I bought his uh, his book that uh, forget what company prints it, but great book, and he's really nice, and uh, he's he's a great artist beyond just the inking. Yeah, no, he's good. He's who good I missed who it was. Joe uh, Senna. Okay. Doesn't ring a bell. Oh, he's like <laughs> the greatest Jack Kirby inker in, in most people's mind. You know, you think of all the iconic Fantastic Four Kirby issues and the guy that laid down the inks to really make yeah, them. He inked the Fantastic Four. Is he the one who, he the one who redrew, redrew Superman's face? No. No, 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 no. He didn't. He's been, Mar he's been a Marvel guy okay. for 50 years. If you think of. Years. Every iconic like Doctor Doom splash page okay. and stuff, Joe's had a so hand in it. Really everything he he inked the first Jack's first issue of Thor, the first very oh. first Thor story he did. But he he's worked with him on a number of different things. Look him up; you won't be disappointed. <laughs> he's a good he's a good guy. So I got one more question. It wasn't from the Facebook. This was actually meant as a interesting conversation, which uh, we aren't. I'm not sure if we're doing that this year or if we're going to do something else. But it's a good question with having you on. So I'm going to ask it now. Uh, this is from Sean uh, Moran, and he asks, "If Dragon is an alien with amnesia, what does his voice sound like? I don't think he sounds like Jim Cummings, like the cartoon, but I'm not sure what he does sound like. Does he have a Chicago accent? <laughs> does he have some weird alien tone of voice? What do you guys think?" No, he does. I mean, as as um, as Emperor Kerr, he's got a weird alien that accent. That makes sense. When he's when he's Emperor Kerr, which is why when he he was running around people were just kind of going what no wait a minute you don't sound that doesn't well now you you know you have to 
give us a little taste. I have no idea. <laughs> you got to use your mind. Right? Everyone's is different. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's not, it's not like a real thing. So yeah, I can't, can't go with that. When I, when we were casting uh, Savage Dragon for the cartoon, I was, I was using Bruce Willis as my, mm-hmm. as my guide. That was like, well, she should sound like, like Bruce Willis. She should sound like, you know, like he's in Die Hard or whatever. I think, I think you've said, you know, I think that I've way, said it before. Now he can be kind of, he can kind of be a, a smart ass and yeah. he can kind of be intimidating. It sort of gives it more of a, more of a range than, than if he sounded like, you know, whoever, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they don't have much of a range to their, to their voices and they can't do much with their voice. He, he's able to do a little bit more than that. So it's like, all right, he, he can do, he can be intimidating and he can be funny. So yeah, that's what I, I get do. that for me. It's funny. Cause we've been talking to you for so long about this and, you make yourself so available on social media and in the forums that the way you talk is the way I see how dragons written. And so yeah. I just picture you say, saying the, like your voice because it just like, it's, this is Eric Larson's kind of car- You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, I mean it comes out as you Malcolm, totally different. Like, I think that's very awesome how you can switch gears and change your main character to somebody who to me doesn't resemble how dragon acts at all he's almost the 180 of dragon yeah i mean it's it's like one guy you think of is is a savage dragon and then malcolm's just like oh, he seems like a good kid yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd let him watch my kid sure seems like he's all right <laughs> like maxine's the smart ass and he's kind of like the adult in the room you know in, <laughs> in the Whereas dad was a womanizer, he's, you know, he's, he's got to be coerced into having a threesome. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Is that deliberate too? Just so, yeah, you know, I mean, so someone's not saying, I, oh, it's just a savage it, dragon. Yeah. I, I, I definitely wanted them to, to, to speak with a, with a different voice. Cause other, again, it just becomes redundant. Otherwise it's like, well, why, why are you doing this? If they're just going to be the same guy. Right. You know, that's like, if you're going to do that, then, then just keep it the same dude. Just have it be like every other comic book. If they're just going to, yeah, and then I'm going to have a kid and the kid's going to be just like me and everything's going to stay the same forever. It'll be awesome. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I, I really commend you on is you've got a character that's got green skin, a fin, and a cop suit. And yet you can tell the difference between the two, you know, I mean, obviously Malcolm's uh, half black, but, and the way dragon's drawn, he is alien, but he's got Caucasian features, Yeah. but you, you know, it's not as easy as another cat, you know, son of Batman or, or whoever you wanted to make would have a costume. You could just change the costume. Basically all you have to do, you have to work with is be, having to change the facial features and to really be consistent with that and, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks. It's uh, I can't imagine it's very easy, you know, especially in the beginning. But yeah, well, I, it took me a little while to find his face, so I got yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, he was that, that awkward uh, just got here from uh, Dimension X period. He was he was he <laughs> gone through a few, uh, went went through some different phases there. So yeah, it's been it's 
been interesting and kind of, and fun to play with this stuff and and some of this these characters faces are super flexible mm-hmm. and like like angel will go from being pretty cartoony sometimes to being pretty not cartoony mm-hmm. you know? yeah. and i still will do that on occasion i'll give her a big you know like the, the charlie brown scream yeah that big charlie brown <laughs> <laughs> yelling at somebody <laughs> but I like that. I like that. You know, I I used to uh, I used to get a bunch of manga before manga was available in English. Mm-hmm. I could I wouldn't I couldn't read it, but I I just liked the cartooning of it. Yeah. And um, I like that you would have characters that would just go from being super straight to suddenly having crazy cartoon faces. Sure, <laughs> it's like. Oh, this is a lot of fun. I, I'd like to be able to incorporate some aspects of this into into my own work. And, and, so, and really, isn't that what cartooning is all about? You have these different tools. It doesn't have to be reality. So oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, we 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 do tend people just tend to to go. Okay, well, this is how this is supposed to be. And and especially now, it seems like a lot of guys are are doing very fairly photorealistic kind of stuff and it's like you know you know where i can see reality everywhere yeah (laughs) you know it's like i don't better too cool drawings you know where where you're trying something different and doing something something unusual with it you know it's like can we get back to doing a little more of that because that'd be neat yeah i mean grant iron man looks great in the movies but in the comics you know do we 80s Iron Man, you know, versus nowadays Iron Man. I can't imagine being an artist having to draw that crap. It's like, it looks so much smoother. Just give the guy some boots and, you know, just give him the smooth, shiny legs and arms and just give him some, you know, boots and a helmet. Yeah, I think a lot of these characters have been redesigned to the point where they're just no goddamn fun to draw. Be like, wow, that's a chore. Can I, can I just leave that to part of the anchor? Is that all right? <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you to do like a Iron Man commission? I don't think I've ever seen you do one. Yeah, I know I'll do I've, I'll do okay. just whatever the ones in my head. You know, usually they're flexible enough that they'll let me do whatever the hell. You know, it's like nobody says, "Oh, can you draw me Thor in his current armor?" It's yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I think some of these younger people now don't know Iron Man other than his super high-tech, fancy armor, you know? Yeah, that's that's not the one I know. I, yeah, right. I, I can't pull that out of my head. I would have to. I, would have I to mean, I, I know you've drawn it on those annual covers for Marvel way back when, and that was more the old school Iron Man. But Whatever the, whatever was current at that at that point. Yeah, yeah. But now he's just a whole different level. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how people do it. It's like you said, it. I can't imagine that that's any fun at all to do. Like, I have to remember, like, oh, this curve of the leg armor goes this way and that goes that way. It seems like hell on earth. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. Oh, and they've done that with all the DC characters with Yuck. you know, lines all over their suits and... <laughs> Really? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to be no fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Come on, man. Let's just make it so this 
this stuff is fun. And, and it's, you can see that, that artists aren't capable of drawing them. It's, it's, it takes too damn long. Right, yeah. right. So it's like, how, how are you going to get this stuff out monthly? That's not, that's not even possible. <laughs> well, I want to ask you just a few more questions before we let you go. I know we've taken up a lot of your time. Um, I don't think we talked about, to you about this uh, last time, but what were your thoughts on any of the, the new superhero movies, like Batman versus Superman? Did you, uh, did you catch that flick? I'm sure you did. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I'm not, I, I wasn't like, super excited about it. There's some neat things in it. There's, there, they always, there's always something in there where you go, oh, okay, that's cool. What are I know, we that's you like, awesome. The Batman costume <laughs> seemed to be a little more up your alley versus the armored previous previous. Yeah. Movie. You know, whatever. I, I, they, they keep trying. Um, I wish that they would go go with a straight up Chris Reeves brand uh, Superman costume, just so that he seems different from the other guys. You know what? 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 Seems it does different? look like every guy's costume was made by the same person, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, that to me is a, a real a real problem. You know, have him be different. Have him seem different. And, and especially if you had in that, that Man of Steel movie, if you had those aliens showing up in their armor and he's sitting there wearing a, a costume that his mom made for him, it'd be like, that would be awesome. You know, it's like he's in tights and they're, and they're all torqued out and their stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, I just, there you go. I just can't get over how dark a tone a Superman movie is, you know, like it just doesn't seem right. It's weird to me. I understand it works perfectly fine for Batman, but it seems like there's got to be a happy medium. And I think Marvel's really kind of been kicking more ass in their the way they're handling well, their characters. Marvel has a variety in their movies. They decide that if movies got to be dark, it doesn't mean they all have to be dark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whoever decided, whoever decided Zack Snyder was the guy to like, frame all these movies was just the three under do that good i guess so mm. <laughs> all right i mean watchmen didn't though that was yeah that one, uh, was not a hit what, what did you think of uh dr strange i thought it was all right it's just yeah. it was you know visually too much inception uh, it's like yeah. all right not enough you know, we, we already it, seen that we can do this already i you yeah. know show Show me more of the your other other dimensional stuff. Show me stuff that I haven't seen before. Um, I didn't I didn't like that he's he essentially spoke with uh, the same kind of smart talking dude as you as Tony Stark. It's like, do, does everybody have to? Yeah, <laughs> to be that the smart talking. Unfortunately, guy? that's kind of in right now. Is that ever since like Firefly, everyone's got to have snappy banter. Yeah. Yeah, I get I it. I get it. Which you know, <laughs> but it's but you know, give me some contrast. Have there be some guys that are that, that way, and some guys that are that are something else. Yeah, I totally I mean, get what. It seems like there, there's, it, it's, it, it's either all that or it's all, you know, grim DC characters who, who, you know, never heard a joke yeah. in their life. I I, heard, I I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. I missed it, but I heard that throughout that movie, he's basically being taught that being a snarky asshole isn't the way to go. 
and is like that's like his mm-hmm. character arc is that it becomes less snarky at the end of the movie. Something yeah, like and that. then someone turned around and said, wait a I minute, know. Tony Stark's the biggest character in the Marvel Universe, so apparently being snarky does work. Mm. Yeah. What's I, the, skip, I bounced on all those. I was just going to throw this in because it was everybody's just sort of saying it, but I skipped out on superhero movies. I'm just like, hey, I'm done with Raven this. Raven checked somebody, out. They just, as they just kept telling me, you got to watch the action scene in Civil War. So I was like, whatever, it's on Netflix. I'll skip to that scene and watch that scene. And it was unwatchable because literally every moment, every single character was making a joke every single scene. There was no straight man. Yeah. I, I, I like that, though. I like the lightness. <laughs> I think, well, we're talking about... A... I think it's strange when they're all super serious and they're running around in underwear. We're talking and... about a genre where people know. talk while jumping. Yeah, but yeah. so it's, it's a weird that that movie was weird. Just that they were all fighting in a big empty yeah, lot. Well, you can't kill anybody. <laughs> it just seems so weird that they would just be you know or or running through a tunnel. It's like really these people are keeping up with cars. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> I this. I'm always amazed how yeah, like that scene. There's 50 cop cars chasing them, but they're fighting in the airport, and it's just crickets everywhere. <laughs> what what, what, what did like, you think of Spider-Man in that movie? Do you think? I thought it was all right. I I think as as the movies, I think it's the least charismatic Peter Parker yet. Um, mm-hmm. The least Peter Parker feeling of Peter Parker yet, and probably yeah. and but. You know, in terms of the Spider-Man costume, I look pretty cool. I, I just like how like naive and experienced he is because of how young they're they're going for him, and I think that gives his character yeah, the, room to go. The problem, with, problem with that is the actors are going to yeah. age, and mm-hmm. so you can't keep him a teenager for very long. You know, you can get yeah. one or two movies out of that, and then suddenly he's he's not in high school anymore. I do like how they made the eyes kind of move and how. Huh. It gives it a little more expression. Yeah, I do. I thought that was neat. You used to be able to do it in the comic, and that was always cool. I do. I do think yeah. there's way too much Tony Stark in the trailer for the new movie. Like it kind yeah. of spoils it being a Spider-Man movie when yeah. he's playing sidekick yeah, to know. Iron Man. Yeah, I like well, it. It tying in different characters, and that's their that's the sales pitch in the last and they 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 got to sell it somehow because the last time they did Spider-Man it didn't uh, didn't work out so well. <laughs> well. I'll tell you the reason why I like the movies so much is because I don't like the comics anymore and the movies are a way to kind of bring it back to that basic level and not get too convoluted and now I don't even recognize the comics anymore because everyone's a woman now or they've changed or I don't know <laughs> like I just don't get it i don't understand why everything's got to change man superheroes and comics have changed forever this is like the 90s all over again i mean they'll all be back to normal in 15 years hashtag craig's a sexist i am Uh, yeah this will be on the mary sue (laughs) website next uh stark was made a kid and captain america was like yeah, 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 all that stuff. None of not, nothing lasts. Yeah, but yeah. those all lasted like three or four issues. Like, why does everyone have to be a female character now? Well, or... Why do they have to not be? I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those people well, who likes the more diversity. Angle. 
I don't uh, mind, you know, but make a new character. What I would prefer that they would do is just make up a new character. I well, mean, when you say character, you mean new superhero, right? Not because they are new characters; it's just they're wearing the costumes of the old. Yeah. New, new superhero. I think there's value in legacy yeah, characters, but maybe not in corporate comics like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll make it, guys. <laughs> anyway, hey, um. Gavin Higginbotham, your editor, the other day came up with a cool little factoid. He said something like you had created over 800 plus characters over the timeline of Savage Dragon. That's Holy a pretty shit. incredible number. And he killed 799 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we the- gotta we gotta look into seeing if there's like a Guinness Book of World Records. Like I did a quick search uh, on most characters. A lot of those characters I wouldn't even qualify as characters because they've. They're just guys who are throwaway, you know, little little head, little face. They don't don't have any speaking parts to yeah, you know, to really okay. add on. You, there's nothing you can really elaborate just there on. To fill a room much. and then fill a grave. Yeah, but so. at the same time, Carmela Toe, come on, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny, dude. I bet you there's a handful of fans though. That we could pick out at least four hundred, <laughs> easy. There you go. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's getting to be dinner time. Okay, here, sounds so good. I'm gonna need yeah. to uh, bamboo. Uh, sorry well, to say. That's, well, thank that's you for fine. your time, Eric. It's always great to have you on. Pick your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to do this again, uh, you don't need to wait six months. All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right, well, great talking to you. Thanks a lot. Okay, talk to you later, guys. Thank you, sir. All right, bye-bye. This is the Savage Fincast. The <laughs> show that transitions from interviews awkwardly. Awkwardly. <laughs> the show that finally remembered what he was originally going to say. The show that gets, the show that that. gets its kicks above the waistline, sunshine. <laughs> I just love how you said awkwardly. Please keep background. that. Please keep that. We're in still the show. recording. It's... You know, it goes in. <laughs> it's beautiful. So just you know, no. you know, it's great having Eric on. You know, he tells he tells us we can have him on any time, but it's just so special when you wait. <laughs> we're still doing that awkward thing yeah. right abstinence it's a choice um just real quick we had well we don't really have any news although it was kind of i did see an announcement that there's actually a new issue of big bang comics coming out uh from Ooh. ac comics called big bang universe number three apparently there's been two previous big bang universe comics yeah from oh, really? ac comics i apparently we missed the news or I don't know. They came out like last year. But uh, apparently some of the backups that ran in Savage Dragon look like they're going to be in this issue. Because uh, I saw that that, nice. guy, that 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 chef who made the pie that's a bomb is, was a, a preview panel. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> that was the panel that finally won me over. And Big Bang, for listeners who might not know, uh, Gary Carlson is kind of one of the co-creators and he's the guy that uh, created the Megaton comic where uh, Savage Dragon 
kind of had a few adventures before he actually became the real Savage Dragon in Image Comics. Small fan, uh, Paul Dragon, right? Yeah, and no, I think so. Paul Dragon yeah, definitely yeah, had yeah, a small yeah. fin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Meg, actually, after Megaton, he created Big Bang years later. And that, I forget what comic company it started at, but it went over to Image with, I think, Eric's help. And I think it ran for like 20 or 30 issues. I have them all. I just don't remember. But. It's a really cool comic that kind of... But but now it's at AC Comics, home of Femforce. Okay. okay. But they do the whole, like, golden age. Or actually, for a while, they went through all the different ages, and they, they make these really kind of stereotypical, like, golden age characters or knockoffs of Batman or well, whatever. Um, but they're really fun, really cool. So this new issue is an 80-page giant. Uh, looks like it cost ten bucks. Being solicited in May 2017 through AC Comics in the back of previews. Um, what am I seeing here? Looks like there's a there's a uh, variant cover by an artist named Ron Williams, and a regular okay. cover that kind of looks like a classic Silver Age Superman cover because uh, apparently uh, Ultiman is kind of the star of this issue. Okay. Right? Who's there? Like yeah. Superman? Very cool. We'll have to keep an eye out on that. When is it supposed to come uh, out? It was solicited for May, so May. Is that when the new... What's the new solicitations? Uh, like, this is it May? for Like, when you can order? No, I think it's out... It's going to be out in May. So whenever the solicitations for May come out, which probably is the latest. Okay. Very cool. Similarly, a news item that we could have expanded more upon, but it was brought up during the interview, was that the uh, Mighty Man issue, when it was uh, published in the Athens Comic-Con, was black and white. And of course, when it's coming uh, to us here via image, uh, it's going to be in color. So even if you did get the Athens Con exclusive, you still will have something new to look forward to when it's uh, printed in available here nice you just I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for my issue as well you you said you uh you're getting one yep um so i'll have and it was funny he's like you do know it's gonna be reprinted i was like it's i'm past the threshold i'm double dipping all over the place yep. so don't worry about it um so are you wanting to just sort of do a little sign yeah. off well you got to do okay. 220 uh solicitation yes. right oh, sh- where where even is it hold on here <laughs> let's do two savage dragon 220 oh so professional simon <laughs> simon he was like i can't believe you left up the part where you were left in the part where you're looking it up on the internet <laughs> it's like only the best for the Damn, my editor messed up <laughs> i'm sure we'll right. say something <laughs> like Malcolm Dragon in a comic. <laughs> so I think it's time for us to take a look into the future. What do you say, no, fellas? Let's do no. it. Stop. <laughs> no. No. I, I have no choice. I, I feel it coming on. Savage Dragon 220. While Malcolm Dragon copes with a world-conquering menace inexplicably pardoned and set free. Angel Murphy finds herself back in Dimension X, facing her greatest foe. Does that actually say pardoned? Yep, inexplicably pardoned. Fascinating. (laughs) The miracle 
of two month in advance solicitation. There you go. So that'll be dropping February eighth. That's a near heartbeat away. Very exciting. Nice. I'm I, the, this this current arc with Glum on the loose. I, I can't, and especially with that cover for two twenty three. I kind of hope this. I really hope it isn't the end of Glum. I just hope it's just another great Glum adventure uh, in villainy. And it, 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 it just opens up the next chapter of Glum. I gotta say, I feel like that's gonna be a guy who, I mean, Bagoom, I don't think he's going anywhere. I feel like he's gonna be with us for uh, probably another at least 50 years. Uh, 50 years! <laughs> just, there's too much good, there's too much quality. Like, you know, we always pick on Malcolm's small rogues gallery. Glum is just a great character. I agree. So yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, good. To, thanks for coming on, Raven Craig. It's always good to have you. You know, a pleasure. Good talking, yep. Dragon. And of course, uh, thank you again to Eric for you know indulging us in our squeaky fanboy voices. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. And 220, well, 220 will be right around right the corner. Right around the corner. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if I remember correctly, Eric said that this is the first time he ever had, like, two in the can before the first one was published. So, should come out in right. short order. In 25 right. years. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> what? I don't know if it was the first time or it was just a wet in a while. Yeah. I think he said it hasn't been in a while, but you got to think. I mean, he's been doing it for 25 years, so... <laughs> For it, for it to come off as remarkable for him, it must not happen too often. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, folks. See you next episode. Peace. So, off of the recording, let me tell you guys a real funny qu- story real quick. Um, 